This show doesn't have a theme song. You know what, guys? I have tried a hundred different introductions, so many different voices, and I give up. There is no perfect introduction. So, welcome to Dialogue, the college show of the university's amateur radio club, and I am. Doesn't matter, dude. <clears throat> Moving on. The show actually started as my passion project, and it took a short while. You mean six months? Yeah, and has now grown into a full-fledged campus feature. This show hopes to bring to all of you that's happening on campus, from updates to serious interviews and all the things that matter to you and me. It is a show where I myself am learning to understand and be tolerant, especially towards opinions that may be a little different from my own. And it'll be great to have all of you with me. And for this pilot episode, we kept it quite simple and met with the current student body president and VP to get their take on this past semester. And given the situation, what the hell is really happening right now? Let's listen in. Quiet on the set. Camera speed. Sound production. Take one. Hello, Muskan. Hello, Mahi. Thank you for joining us today. How are the both of you actually doing, given the situation? We're doing fine. Yeah, we're good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Um, I want you to know that this will be breezy, don't be formal, and think of it more as a conversation rather than an interview. So just to lighten you up, what has been the best part since you returned back to campus? Uh, I personally nice didn't job. go back. <laughs> but yeah, the best part was when there were very few students on campus. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a lot of work. Right. What about you, Muskan? I think it's really nice to be able to walk at least. I think at home I wasn't able to do that, so... Yeah, I'm really happy that I get to walk around. Right, fair enough. Yeah. And I think given the uncertainty that we're all facing right now, we can skip the small talk of how is SNU, Naveen Bhaiya theek hai ki nahi, how cold is it there to address the ambiguity. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of listeners read the administration's email and also Mahi's WhatsApp message. We all know that there has been a surge in the COVID cases, especially in the capital. There was a yellow alert issued here and there were night curfews in place and there are a lot of restrictions that are being talked about right now. And despite all of this, students were still given the option to return to campus. And I'm sure many would like that because we are biased. We want to come back to campus. But since it deals with our health and our safety, do you think this option should have been given in the first place? Mahi? Um, I don't see a problem with the option because at least for the students who are in remote locations, if like if they don't have internet connection and especially with bad internet connections in remote locations, if you don't come back to campus, it basically means you're dropping a SEM. And it happened to a couple of students before. That is the reason why they didn't stop people from coming back. However, they could have used the CRA system, but that again would take at least a month or two to get back into place. And that will again mean that students who can't access internet will lose a lot of time in their courses. That makes sense. But um, this time around, there are very less quarantine facilities. And the RT-PCR report in itself is 48 hours prior. Don't you think we are leaving the contamination to mere probability by doing so? Why was this system scrapped where we could come here, quarantine ourselves and then get our RT-PCR report? Uh, the, the problem with testing them twice is once you're getting tested at home, which is probably costing you some 900 or something, and then you come back and then you get tested again, which will again cost you a lot of money. And they don't, like a lot of students initially during the previous time of like three-day COVID 
rule where people had to come here and quarantine and then get tested also they a lot of students came up to us and they, they were like uh, we can't afford this right. again and again so uh, that is the reason why a lot of students didn't go back also for a long period of time and so on and so forth so they didn't feel the need and on top of that um, we have an on campus expert the sms director and um, he particularly said if 48 hours is a good time and even if they do contact the virus most of them is asymptomatic and then if you get symptoms you get quarantine self quarantine on the other hand is not very viable mm-hmm. for snu and why do you think that simply because students don't follow it all right and since you are the student body president uh, do you think your voice would actually help them take that responsibility quite a few people do actually when when there's a message that goes out from the student council quite a few people do but again in a common washroom setting and hmm. like common dining hall setting even if like few people don't it's a bit of a problem right fair enough and muskan in your election manifesto you explicitly talked about forming an interim committee in the council to deal with covid mm-hmm. and there hasn't been any email that or the committee especially has sent us regarding updates on campus regarding covid or covid in general how to deal with it mm-hmm. was the committee formed and can you just update us on the progress of the committee all right so we had a committee in place before the second wave hit us and we've been following up with that committee personally both mahi and i we we've, we've been a part of that committee even before we stood for the elections and uh we're still very much a part of that committee but un- as of now we don't have a lot of updates or work to do instead of just except for just encouraging people to wear masks and that's something that we've been propagating throughout apart right. from that we don't have a lot of things under our control we've realized that with the formation of the last committee mm-hmm. that took us time to realize that as students there's only there's only a certain extent to which we can do something and that's just that limits to encouraging apart from that the responsibility for quarantine and such things fall on the admin and we are no one to actually decide that mm-hmm. so yeah right and since we're talking about manifestos both of you are nearing the end of your terms so is there any moment in your tenure that you're extremely proud of mahi go first um i'd say for both of us it would be the formation of focus groups uh because that was something that was uh, discontinued in the last tenure and we tried to get it back and uh, based on the amount of work that is happening in these focus groups i think we're very happy about that right uh, i want to quote something from your manifesto where you said organizing focus groups identifying them ideating them and implementing changes Can you talk about the implementing changes part of it? Are we seeing results from the focus group, or are they just ideating? So um, right now, um, one of our focus groups is already in the implementation stage. Uh, the other, uh, I think, which one is um, that? Yellow so we page. We have five focus groups. One of them is SNU Yellow Pages. One of them is SNU Inclusive Initiative. One of them is SNU Green Initiative. One is Sports uh, Sports Management, and the other one is Thrift Store. Mm-hmm. So SNU Yellow Pages is something that we've already have a date a website up for that. We are still collecting the data, and within the next two weeks, we hope to launch the first draft of the website. Apart from that, SNU Inclusive is something that uh, that has already started working, and they've identified the areas. Mahi is heading that. Yeah. I'm heading so the Yellow Pages. In the inclusive yeah. thing, we first it's a very broad term, right? So we first separated. 
uh, infra and policy and then we started finding areas where improvements can be done on top of what is already there and um, as soon as we finalize a certain set of lists we'll start um, implementing them mm -hmm. as like start discussions about with the admin and hopefully we have one uh, meeting with all the higher executives where we put forward all the points with all the focus groups and get them approved quickly. Mm -hmm. So uh, are you saying that right now the implementation stage is still in delay of these focus groups? The focus no, it depends on, it focus, depends group on focus, focus group to focus group. All right. Uh, since you've talked about inclusivity, I want to mention something because both of you have uh, expanded on how important this is in both of your manifestos. So starting with Muskan, in your manifesto, you talked about pushing for gender neutral spaces, including pantries. Mm -hmm. And receptions are already gender neutral even before your tenure. Mm -hmm. So what is stopping you from expanding this space? All right. So we had the we talked to admin a couple of times, more than a couple of times for this. And every time we want, we're getting close to this. We unfortunately have a few cases where the students prove us wrong. For example, very recently, the common rooms were opened up mm -hmm. for a particular club. Um, the common rooms weren't open to everyone, but on as per the club's request, we opened right. up the common room and it was a common room in, I think, one of the boys hostel or a mm -hmm. girls hostel and a person from the other gender just went upstairs. And right. unfortunately, because of such incidents, the fight becomes a little more hard to pursue. This is something that we anyway have to, you know, fight a lot for because this is a change in the system as it's going on, right? And when their actions are contradicting to this level, unfortunately, it's just becoming a lot more hard for us. Right. So uh, like I mentioned before, this is almost the end of your tenure. So do you see the possibility of all of these focus groups implementing the ideas that are being processed? Focus groups, definitely, because we we definitely plan on working on the focus groups even after our tenure. This is right. something that we've identified as a council. And just because our tenure ends, our duty doesn't end. So we're definitely going to be pursuing these. So we're gonna do. We're gonna complete the focus groups. The focus groups are like a standalone teams right hmm. now, right? So hmm. it's not a campus affairs committee or a academic right. affairs committee that we'll have to head as president, vice president. That's fair. So focus groups will still be heading because it's a group of volunteers that are working, hmm. and they're all volunteers. They didn't come because they were in the senate. Or right. Those. So we yes. can continue on that, and uh, obviously we'll have certain jurisdiction to talk about the focus groups uh, with the admin, and then we. Yeah. All right. Thank you. And uh, since we're talking about the manifestos, Mahi, I want to touch upon one more important point, which is about making Blue Circle more accessible. And during the town hall, and just to give a small context, the town hall was held where the first years and second years could come and uh, tell what they are facing as juniors, the issues and everything, and you have answered them. And what happened uh, is that uh, they said the efficiency of the Blue Circle was put into question. They said the pharmacy doesn't open on time. Medicine during emergencies was to be provided for free for the first three times. And this rule wasn't being followed. And the staff was also in general being a little insensitive and you have addressed that issue. So since the town hall and until now, what have you done to change this issue? What have you done regarding so it? Immediately after the town hall, the next day, me and Muskan, Nishan sir and the Blue Circle staff had like a good one hour, one and a half hour conversation where we put forward all the points that were given in the uh, this thing. Not just the staff, the head of the Blue Circle yeah. was also invited hmm. to the meeting. So um, in that meeting, so in, like first of all, Blue Circle is an infirmity. 
not mm-hmm. a hospital mm-hmm. in for, and uh, based on the number of students and based on how many people go there on a daily basis running it 24/7 right now is a little um like it's not vi- viable for them also because we pay them a certain amount okay. from SNU and so forth um and the um the issue of the pharmacy they took into consideration it can be opened right now only for like 6 days a week and that one day off can be you know given like we can improve on like say if you want a monday off say students are going there on less on a monday we can give that uh, leeway mm-hmm. and uh, s- currently the campus affairs secretary is working on that um their agenda is also of uh, introducing more peop- uh, more specialists at least for an hour so in in our discussion with jay shankar sir um he said uh, they're also looking into a possibility of getting a dentist um, at least for a visit and also a gynac so mm-hmm. far um and the feedback system also needs to be improved to a certain degree to get you know some sort of viable feedback from their end so that they can improve without our intervention um that's what is happening right now i think uh but also the question was regarding the attitude of the staff in general because uh, there have been issues regarding that so what have you done so that you see the change in the staff or the administration right now or that has happened or not what do you think about that so initially the doctor uh, the managing doctor yeah. in the blue circle was not very active in his staff's role okay uh, after our discussion he started taking more um, precautions and then he started he i think he had a counseling session with them also mm-hmm. uh, to you know let them know how to like you know interact interact with, with students right. sometimes um and obviously i have there were two cases where the students were asked to go back in the night and they identified them and they kind of counseled those staff members also that's very nice and Thank since you. then we didn't get any complaints so i think it's yeah. working thank you for that and Muskan this is nothing regarding your manifesto but there has been a lot of talk amongst the students about your alleged favoritism and how you helped your friends become student council members but the system is democratic it doesn't make a little sense and it's rather odd so would you like to address the issue all right great uh, so i think for one of the most important things is knowing how the executive cabinet elections take place right so uh, i sent a university wide mail mm-hmm. wherein everyone who was eligible could fill the form and then mahi and i along with the previous secretaries of the same portfolio took interviews for the potential candidates and in that we had a we had an elimination round and we i think we eliminated hardly a member or two but they were not they were still not the members the that i've been accused of of favoritism right so there have been three posts one is campus affairs secretary one is secretary of senate and one is academic affairs secretary if i'm not wrong so in all these three posts uh, let me go post by post first is secretary of senate there was no competition only one person stood we let him go forward after that the secretary of academic affairs non engineering two candidates filled the form and we let both of them go to the next round and then the secretary of campus affairs again two candidates filled the form we let both of them go forward and going forward the senate then votes mahi and i have absolutely no power of voting either so from our side we had absolutely no favoritism wherever there was competition in the posts posts that you know people are accusing of favoritism we let all the candidates move forward and then the senate voted on them 
we don't even get the power to vote hmm. so again and of course neither of us talk to any senate member everyone can vouch for that we would never engage in anything like that so it depended on the candidates manifesto and then the senators voted so i honestly don't see how i could have helped my <laughs> that's friends that's fair that's fair thank you for clearing that out because people talk and you don't that's have a platform right. to just uh, <laughs> say your perspective so yeah. thank you for that thank you for that and okay so i wanted to talk about this when we decided to make the pilot episode all right we wanted to address something for the juniors especially because they're coming for the first time and the picture painted about them in general is not very pretty they are accused of acting immaturely they are entitled they have attitude problems and i am saying this from a junior perspective it's an acquired taste to like our juniors there also been a case where the seniors who tried to reason with them were accused of bullying and it's important to note that the disciplinary complaints at snu are at an all time high what do you have to say about that uh at least from the disciplinary um uh, cases perspective all right um i think all batches have had equal number of students so far okay proportionately to the batch size okay um and yeah the, there are a lot of juniors obviously uh, like first and second years mm-hmm. are very high in numbers mm-hmm. and some students will be troublemakers in all batches in proportion but there are a lot of students as well who actively participate in uh, various like w- they volunteer for a lot of things like mm-hmm. most of our organize like or volunteers for kafila war juniors mm. and like most active members on the senate are juniors so mm. it's 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 a very uh, few people paint a picture for the entire batch and that's not true we'll have to look at all of them and then i mean you must have some juniors that right. you really like right so i do yeah. no uh, there's another issue that comes up here because isnu is generally isolated and we don't have a lot of recreational options for exploration outside of the university therefore this point of exploration comes from within the campus and that can get ugly without guidance especially for the juniors right now and some say that this issue could be solved by working on a campus culture and since you are the office bearers and you should have the students interested heart what specifically have you done in order to develop this kind of culture muskan all right so i think first of all we had the family heads uh, family heads initiative that we always have hmm. to guide the students for the campus culture as you've mentioned mm-hmm. so we made sure that those were enforced that also comes under the student council mm-hmm. apart from that because of covid we've not had the opportunity to engage in a lot of cultural events because right. a lot because we also need to practice you know safe distance but we as much as we could till our full capacity we worked hard for all the events we tried involving as many students as possible and yeah we've tried to had as many pro nights or that were po- possible here and as many cultural activities as there could be so from our side we personally we also actually focus groups also yeah. that's something also as an initiative that we've taken apart from cultural mm-hmm. committee and yeah i feel like we've done from our side and okay. we want to see you quite a so, few students that are very much interested in this so that's nice the, right cultural transfer happens in an offline setting very smoothly in an online setting it is hard and we actually did try to you know have like an offline um you know orientation for students second years at that time like all the people like you know some sessions with the family groups we had some other family group um, heads that were offline we made certain groups i mean we tried and then obviously it was a 
you know it was a system where every week there new people coming in right. so we did it for 200 people then going forward the next 3 weeks later we had 400 on campus right and um, again conducting it again and again was mm-hmm. a little hard so we tried some things that we could do at least when there were little like small number of we groups. also had the student out student council outreach form that's happened for the first time mm-hmm. so that there's a better way of communicating to us if they if they're facing any kind of difficulties plus mahi and i have given out our numbers freely to absolutely everyone mm-hmm. and we get a lot of calls on a daily basis where students discuss their problems with us maybe it might be something very small mm-hmm. or it might be something personal they've reached out to us mm-hmm. more a lot of times a lot of times so from our side we were trying to inculcate a culture of you know where there's a connectivity between students but again because of covid that's been hard to achieve all right that's fair enough because most of the times what happens is that this communication of what you guys have been doing is somewhere missed mm-hmm. and we don't know what exactly is happening in the we call it the inner sanctum because you make decisions and you do your work but we don't get to see that in full light mm-hmm. so that's why all these questions and before we just reach the end of this uh conversation i want to ask the both of you um you are elected mm-hmm. by the student body and not selected for your posts and frankly speaking there is a gap between the students and your council mm-hmm. students believe that you are more to, into defending the administration's interests rather than voicing the student body's interests and this is not only coming from the students but it's also coming coming from the senate members who have held responsibilities one thing that is commendable is that you guys are very approachable but after approaching the response that they get is usually defending the administration and rather saying okay this is the issue mm-hmm. let me take it to the administration i am your president or vice president mm-hmm. so what do you have to say about that well, uh, we're really sorry so- if people feel so like we would I'd like to apologize for that but also we've taken every issue and we've only told exactly the reply that we got from the admin after fighting for it till our full extent and uh, this is something that every council has been accused of mm-hmm. till now every single council member has been <laughs> told right. this thing so us communicating the admin's logic is not us defending them mm-hmm. it's just us communicating to you that we did try this is the case we are not able to go any further unfortunately there are some things that are not negotiable with the admin that's it to our capacity also and we also can't do a lot after that right. if that doesn't i'm sorry but that's not very nice yeah mm. so in, in simple terms mm. suppose you come to me with an issue right. i go take it up right. and then i get like a hard but rebuttal and right, then i right. come back and then someone else comes to me with right. the same issues right i'm going to explain that listen this is what happened already right. and that doesn't mean that we're defending the admin hmm. it's just that some things they don't negotiate some things they do and when they right. do we try to get maximum order i think you should talk to the admin also they're very they're very annoyed with us but because we fight with them right. so much about absolutely everything right. they've also had enough with us right so no another question that i want to follow up with the same discussion is that usually in a few campuses that i've seen uh the student body is so much more powerful because they're continuously questioning the status quo and they're continuously saying we as the president or the vice president or the office bearers we are there for you guys and the students are also that much more involved in political discussions mm-hmm. that much more involved in the decision making do you see a gap 
in uh, not involving the students here or them not having the involvement as much with you guys mm-hmm. and do you think the student body is that powerful here at SNU I don't think so unfortunately I don't no. think we're we- as powerful as the student go- government in like a at least a government university like yeah we're, we're not, a private university we're a we private need to recognize that okay so if we have a certain set of demands the college is under absolutely no pressure to meet those demands so if tomorrow if we decide to go for hmm. a protest hmm. no one's going to listen to us unlike a government right. university right. so i think that's something very important and that is in the handbook yeah right. exactly we can be not us anyone who is hmm. taking initiative for that can be and will be expelled from the university right. private universities don't work the same way as the government universities apart from that we've opened up a lot of avenues for the student body to mm-hmm. you know come and reach for example the focus groups right this is a volunteer only program so we can't force people to come mm-hmm. we got a, an overwhelming number of students who wanted to participate unfortunately not more than 3 turn up for any focus group event wow. ever the senate members we've not seen a single senate meeting where there's been a there's been more than i don't know 35 students at a time out of 41 mm-hmm. and that's actually very sad considering you're a It member is. of student council mahi and i are not the student council mahi right. and i are just the office bearers the student council uh, consists of 41 senators 15 executive cabinet members as well so there needs to be oh and so many so many senators do not communicate to hmm. their class groups we can't personally right. do that that's the entire point of having senators So unfortunately till we all start working as a team there is going to be a lack of communication and from where Mahi and I have done that we of course we are not perfect we would have also had our lapses so we definitely recognize that hmm. but yeah for, i mean one thing that we truly like is that the senators become a lot more active and again being a virtual setting we've not had the chance right. to even meet the senators hmm. this time right. that's the first time i think that's happened with any council right so again i'm sure We, I mean, we couldn't find a lot more ways to encourage right. them, but we really hope the next council does. So yeah. Thank you. And I just think it's a little ironical because um, our vision is to create leaders of tomorrow and visionaries. And how do you think that is going to happen without giving autonomy or more power to the student council? to be very frank uh-huh. um in in cases where a student has like a very brilliant idea it mm-hmm. it was always implemented i mean yeah. like every time that there's a there's been like a brilliant idea it's been implemented i mean i guess because um in the off online setting mm-hmm. not many ideas were like see most students only had academic problems at least for more of than course. half of our tenure mm-hmm. because um there was this covid second wave hit right. and there was i grade and a lot of uncertainty hmm. but in general if you talk about um, councils that came before hmm. um some of the some of points of all presidents vice presidents have like you know brilliant ideas at least right. one and it's always implemented and at least 70% of each uh, council's agendas are fulfilled and if you think about it at least the discussion starts right in every case um i mean 
one idea was a student came up to rajiv sir one day and said um, hmm. we're, we're wasting a lot of electricity uh, because <laughs> and then uh, rajiv sir was like yes we are wasting a lot of energy then uh, he said why don't we put timers on this hmm and within the next four months the entire campus had sensors yeah so when when did this happen exactly uh, i think when it was on in the implementation stage when we came to campus initially All right. it was also like a focus group that's how focus groups were initiated right and that that's how effective they were at that time right again pantry stocking happened during this mhm within 3 4 months we got all the things approvals someone right. said the pantry is under stock we need to stock them i'm not saying it's a brilliant right. idea, but then there, <laughs> right. there are a lot of ex, um, you know instances where they're heard instantly also right some there i mean there's 100% they're not going to listen to us anyway right uh, muskan you have mentioned that it's actually sad that there are a lot of there are less people that actually volunteer and there were just three or four people for each focus group that in actually, the beginning right in the now beginning. i said right that, now no no we, i said that we had an overwhelming number of responses mm-hmm. initially mm-hmm. a lot of people volunteered but when it comes to work only three turn up right that is the sad part according to me and since they are volunteers hour. we can't force anyone this is something that they chose to do if it was their responsibility we would understand they chose to be a part of it and they're free to leave it whenever they want but now that we've given them the opportunity right. and if the response is this underwhelming mm-hmm. i mean there's nothing we can do about it on an right. average not all focus groups yeah. need it right. but that's yeah. fair that's fair mm-hmm. okay so before we wrap up 2021 has been a long year for all of us and you are also nearing the end of your tenure what is the legacy both of you want to leave to the next office bearers honestly we just hope that <laughs> there's a smoother transition from online to offline that's all and we really hope that we really want it to get, you know mm-mm. like you know be there when things go from online mm-hmm. to offline right and then we really wanted to be there to like you know make it smooth you know Mm-mm. let make sure the students settle in mm-hmm. but we're not able to do that mm-hmm. and we right really now our tenure has just <laughs> gone and doing the basics to right. get the library to open up to get mm-hmm. the common rooms to open up so mm-hmm. we just we really hope that at least if there's still a possibility of an online semester the next next student council does not have to fight for the basics and they can at least build right. on that and achieve something a lot more than we could so yeah really and also i recognize that a lot of your tenure had gone into just putting out fires and doing the small things that could lead to something really big or could could have led to problems so i just want to say thank you very much thank you thank you lot yeah and thank you for coming and thank you for this interview that is all we have for this episode It was a tad bit long but so worth it. For people who have listened to the entire thing, you one of the good ones. Regarding club membership, we don't want to become an event management firm with specific roles just yet. We will be rolling out forms soon if you're in for the long haul. And if that's not your speed and you have one specific topic in mind that you want to talk about, definitely write to us and we'll figure something out together. Anybody have anything snarky to say about that? <laughs> um actually even if you do think so and want to let us know something you could go on to the anonymous forms provided in the Instagram page or on the email 
and either ways we're just looking forward to your comments and see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.